What's up, guys? It's your boy. It's McCarty. Um, I'm riding solo this week. I'm going to just tell you that right now. I'm going to tell you that 10 seconds into this recording that I am by myself this week yet again. Um, Nate is, you know, truthfully, he has a he has a good excuse this week. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's at a church conference. And think it's in Alabama and he is not gonna record this week so it's just me this is the second time that I've been solo um you know usually it's three strikes and you're out but I'm not gonna count this as a strike against Nate um but welcome uh this is the first of all podcast uh my name's McCarty I usually have my friend Nate here um he doesn't really say a lot uh, but he's here with me and I enjoy doing this with him. Um, he's not here this week, so it's just going to be me and looking forward to just, uh, talking through some things with you guys today. This is episode 11 and I am going to jump right into it. So that song that you heard, uh, not our typical intro music. Um, since it's just me today, I get to take the liberty and do this how I want. That song was called the get up. Get as in G-I-T. And that's how they say it where I'm from in Tennessee. Um, I don't know how to do the Cowboy Boogie, which is what that song is about. Uh, It's like a new age cha-cha slide song. Like, you know, my generation would play in that song at their weddings um, to get all the old people to get up and dance or the people that are like mad awkward. Um yeah, it's called The Get Up. I just wanted to play that because I think that song is really fun. It's really catchy. I've been trying to tell all my friends about it, so thought I'd give you a taste of it. Um, you'll probably hear it at the end. I haven't decided yet. Uh, there's a couple of things that I have written down today to talk about. Um, a couple of pressing issues that we really need to discuss um, as a community. We have a small community growing surrounding this podcast uh, appreciate all the positive feedback that you guys give me each week. I truthfully, I, I, I really, really love doing this and I'm going to continue doing it whether you listen or not, but I always appreciate that you guys are here to support me and to, uh, just, you know, take a, take a glimpse into my life. Uh, my sister <laughs> echoed what I talked about last week that, uh, she feels like she doesn't need to listen to the podcast because she lived with me for three months this summer, but has known me my whole life and, you know, it's this, the podcast is just a reflection of who I am every day. Um, so I think that's funny, but um, hopefully you guys still enjoy it. First thing, uh, very important, that I don't think we give enough attention to. Um, the phrase, There's like a bunch of phrases in the world. Um, and where I'm from, the people I grew up around are like the kings and queens of creating these phrases that come from nothing like we don't even know the origin of them we don't know why they're said or what they're from it's just like crazy stuff and this one roger that you know i mean you've heard it hey i need to i'm going to grocery store pick up some apples roger that hey man we're gonna meet at 7 p.m tonight roger that who is roger and why is he getting so much attention and I think he was just a yes man, truthfully. I mean, he must have said yes to everything. That's why we talk about him so, like that so much. And I don't know, 
I don't know if he was getting royalties for every time somebody says that phrase. He should be. I'm going to tell you that. Anybody named Rogers should be getting some kind of compensation because why are we calling them out so much? I think it's wrong. You know what? It's it's not wrong that we use the it, it's not wrong that we use the phrase. That's because I think you know Roger. He was probably a very sincere guy. That's where this phrase came from. That's why we say it. So I think he was he was well liked. Everybody knew he always said yes, probably to a fault. And they coined this phrase after him. I want to meet him. I want to know what he looks like. I just think he, it's wrong that we keep using it and we don't know the origin. And if you guys have ever met me, you know I'm like a, I'm a truth seeker. That's what I want. I, I like I, I'm like blunt, honest about everything. I want to know the root of of all things. I want to know. And this is one of those things. That, and I say it. I say it four times a day, at least. And I, I want to I want to meet Roger. I want to apologize to him that I kept saying his name, not knowing the origin. Or if he is he ashamed. Is he happy? Is he tired of signing autographs over and over and over from people just thanking him for being such a yes man and being able to coin his name so that we can tell people that we understand or confirmed or yes? When did when did he go from being Roger to Roger that? Maybe that's his last name. Maybe his last name is that. And he was just, he just confirmed everything, man. He was a confirmer. I want to know. And I want to, I want to, I need to pay homage. Shake his hand. Buy him a milkshake. Sit down with him. Pick his brain. What's it like, man? What's it like to be so famous that people don't even think about it anymore? It's such a household name, nobody even questions it. That's fame right there. That's fame. Like like grandfather clocks? Which grandfather was that named after? We don't even think about it. Those clocks aren't even that old. You get a brand new clock, it's called a grandfather clock. For what? No one knows. No one knows the origin of all these things, and that's wrong. You shouldn't be allowed to say it if you don't know the origin. That's what I think. You can't buy a grandfather clock unless you know why it's called that. It's probably because they're all like five feet tall. I think all grandpas are five feet. So that's one reason. My granddad, he used to be about six five. Somehow, when you know, he, now he's like five foot. Half of it's because he's hunched over like an L shape, like an upside down L. Uh, and you shrink. I swear you do. And I don't have that much room to shrink, truthfully. So I hope I don't shrink. I mean, I got, I'm I'm five ten. I'm five ten with stilts on, so I better hope I don't shrink. I don't got no. I don't have any room to shrink, man. Something else. I speaking of old people. Well, we were speaking about granddad. This guy that I saw today was probably the grand, a granddad. He was the oldest man I've ever seen driving. I'm gonna tell you that. And he had a cool car too. It was like a real old car. I don't I don't know enough about cars to know like the make and the model of it. So I'm not even going to butcher it and try to guess. It was a convertible and it was a two-seater, okay? It looked like an old-school Miata, but like real old. And it was a cool car. Like, he probably paid a significant amount of money for it. And somebody's maintained it well. It was a beautiful day to be driving with the top down. Just the oldest man alive driving this thing. And he was on the phone. 
So not only was he driving this super nice old car, probably shouldn't even be on the road, he's so old. Then he was talking on an iPhone driving the car. It's like, all right, a bunch of things wrong with this. You don't, Grandpa, whatever, you know, Grandpa Jones, we'll call him, you know he doesn't know how to operate the phone. That's why he got an iPhone. Those are built for old people because the buttons are big and you can only do a couple things, you know. Or not buttons, but the, the icons on the screen are big. It's a like real simple phone. And I, you know, kudos to Apple. They made it simple. I'm I'm all for it. I don't have an iPhone and never will, but I they are very simple to use. Like you can't fault them for that. Um the other thing is you he, well, the top was down. It was a convertible. He's going at least fifty. So I mean, this guy not knowing he doesn't know, he might not even been on the phone, honestly. He probably don't even know how to work it. He's just holding it up to his ear, thinking he's talking to somebody. And knowing you can't hear him, you're on it's it, the top is down. It's blowing everywhere. You can't even see outside of a out of a convertible, the wind's hitting you so hard. So I I lost it. I thought it was hilarious. Cause I mean he could be sitting in my living room. The air won't even be on. No noise whatsoever. He still wouldn't be able to hear anything. Much less driving down the road in a convertible. That's just that's just common sense, man. Some somebody needs to get their granddad and straighten him out. He got he got money, you know. Get him a hearing aid or tell him to put the the top up. He don't need to be out there like that. He should probably be wearing a helmet when he drives too. Matter of fact. So that was something that I needed you guys to know about as I was driving down the road today. I saw this commercial the other day. I really, I, I don't even watch that much TV. Um, my TV has not changed channels probably in, I don't know, 10 weeks. However long The Bachelorette has been on. That's the only show I watch on cable TV. I mean, I'm paying a premium to have it. I don't even use it, which is just bad life decisions. Um, when the NBA is on in season, I do watch that. So I'll give myself a little bit of credit, but it hasn't moved from ABC in 10 weeks, but I saw this commercial. Um, it was a, it was a commercial for shoes and there were women's shoes. They were, um, flats as they call them. And guys would just call them shoes. Girls call them flats, you know? Well, a flat is a, is a, um, an apartment. Okay. So don't, don't get those confused. But these shoes were flats, okay? And they were nice. They came in a lot of colors, uh, a lot of um, styles. What it come to find out is kind of like the Toms. Actually, not really. Uh, they kind of looked like Toms. The price point was like pretty similar to Toms. Um, but they were more flats than like whatever Toms would be considered. Um, but their thing was, their like catch, was that these shoes were made from recycled bottles, recycled plastic bottles so i guess you're like saving the planet by buying these shoes which is like a pretty convenient thing to say you know i feel like anybody could say that about literally anything it's like eat these pancakes you're saving the planet you know well yeah you're taking the, pl the pancakes off of this earth which makes more room for other things you're saving the planet okay i just feel like that's not a valid thing to say but why are we making shoes from recycled plastic bottles. Why are we not making more bottles? Just clean them out. I think we just need big dishwashers. Put the 
Somebody create this really neat looking dishwasher. You put th a thousand plastic bottles in there, spray them out, and just use them again. That's what I do. I don't even wash them. I buy a case of water, and then that same case will last me about three months because I just drink all the water bottles, save them, and just fill them up again. Why are we not doing that? Clearly, we're either running out of a need for plastic bottles, which wouldn't surprise me. It's like, you know, we, we're we so worried about saving the planet, which we should be. I agree. Like, I want to live on this earth, you know. I want my grandkids to live on this earth. So I'm all about saving the planet. That's not the argument. It's just funny that, like, the messaging of stop stop using plastics has gotten so extreme now that we there's not even a market for using the bottles again. They can't even recycle the bottles to make more bottles. They got too many of them, so they started making shoes. They need to make cars or something. Something I can actually use. And I think it's great. You know, that is a way, it's sort of a way to recycle them. You know? I, just, I mean, that's not the most efficient way or like the best way to use recycled materials, but at least you're doing something with them. They're not sitting in a landfill. That's good. They will be when somebody doesn't like them shoes anymore or they rip in half because they're made from recycled bottles. Then they're going to throw them away. Can you put those in the recycling bin? Who knows? They didn't say that on the commercial. I just can't figure out why we're not making more bottles with these recycled bottles. I thought that's what they were for. I think you should get a choice. You know, you walk up to the trash can, they always got the trash can, then they got the spot for recycled stuff. And you should get a choice. You really should. And you should you should have a bin for recycled bottles to be more to be other bottles or recycled bottles to be shoes. And we'll see which one people actually want. I don't think that people are going to pick the shoes one. I'm going to tell you that. For for one, because they didn't even know they existed. Like, you didn't even know there was a market for that. And two, I think people just want to drink their sodas more. They'd rather have that. Or whatever else comes in plastic bottles. They want to use more Windex. Or sunscreen. You know? I don't think they want the shoes. What do I know, man? I'm not, I'm not, I love shoes. I don't, I don't wear flats. So maybe there is a big market for it. I truthfully probably wouldn't be the best person to ask. So maybe they're right. I mean, they're making enough money to have a commercial on ABC. So maybe they're right. All right. This is something serious that I want to get into here. There's a, what sparked this was there's a song, um, I'm not going to tell you the song name because it doesn't matter. This is in a lot of songs. And then I was also listening to this guy. It was actually an interview, but this guy was getting called out for something. I'm not even going to get into it because it's irrelevant. But when people say what I'm about to say, I, I, I stop listening to them forever. Like there's no, there's no one, two, three strikes. It's like, you're done. You are inarticulate and, and you need to work on that. And then you can come back and talk to me. So when people say these words consecutively, they say, yeah, 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 no, no, no. So somebody will ask you a question is like, 
did you like the uh did you like the pasta we had for lunch like yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 yeah 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 i like no i liked it it's like what did you just say you just said yeah and no back to back so which one is it i mean you ended the sentence with i like it but just say that we didn't need all that you basically just made a bunch of grunts and then said the sentence it's like just cut all that out i can't stand that and a song was like, I'm not going to sing for you because I, you know, I'm not the worst singer of all time, but I don't know what it's going to translate to on this podcast. But people, the song says, he's just like filling, you know, just filling the dead space and said, so he's saying, yeah, 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 nah, nah. I was like, is it yeah or is it nah? Like, tell, which one is it? Because you just canceled out each other. So basically you said nothing. That's what, I mean, just take it out. It cancels out. It's like a fraction or like a math equation. You cancel each other out. So basically you said literally nothing. And I can't stand it when people, it's a, it's a sign of being nervous. Like people hate silence. We know that. I mean, that's, that's literally factual. I mean, that's scientific. They've done studies on it. But the way I operate is to say as few words as possible. Like I want to know the essence of your sentence. If I could speak in root words only, I would. If, if if the English language made sense. But when when you ask people questions and they say, yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. It's like, all right, I'm done talking to you. That this conversation is I don't even care what your answer is now. I mean, you can't even you can't even articulate yourself. That's bad. I mean, that's bad English. You need to go back to first grade, go over some vocabulary words and come up with some different words. Cause that, and they always say it so fast too, you know. It's never like yeah, no, yeah, no, no. It's yeah, 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 no, 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 no. It's like this is first of all, it's not a we're not doing a typing test here to see how many words you can say in the least amount of time. And secondly, just answer my question, man. What's the answer? Say that. Take all that out, or say that in your head, or. Tell me you're about to say it because I don't want to hear it. I'll just close my ears or walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's a nervous thing. It's like, well, stop being nervous, man. Is this, do you speak English? Yeah. Then, all right, then do it. Do it better than what you're doing. Be better at speaking it than what you're doing right now. I'll start the conversation over. Did you like the pasta at lunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it was good. Let me ask you again and say it better. Did you like the pasta? Yes, it was good. Okay, now we can move on. I don't know why I'm talking about pasta. Pasta is fine. I'm not going to get into it again, but you know how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Don't do that. If you're that person, then practice in a mirror, Okay. Sit down in front of your mirror, Indian style, because that's how you sit in front of mirrors. Okay. Native American style. I don't know what you, what's the PC way to say that. Cross-legged. Legged, as they would say in the South. Sit there and just practice answering questions. Did you have a good day? Yes. Or no, maybe you didn't. Do you like this thing? Do you like her? Do you like him? It's always, like, tough questions. Like, if you use the pasta example, and you were like, 
did you like the pasta today? It probably means that their friend made it and they actually didn't like it. So they stutter or like they, you know, they, they're trying to save themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I liked it. It's like, well, you didn't then. That's why you just, your mind couldn't spit that out. So you just said a bunch of random words that don't mean anything. It's always tough questions. Like, do you want a million dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. No, you wouldn't do that. Okay. That's an easy question. Do you want to go on vacation to the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. You know, you wouldn't do that. But it's it's tough questions. Like, do you want to go hang out with my mother-in-law at the mall? Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's Yeah, no. That, no, that, yeah, that sounds fun. See? That's a perfect example. Like, you don't want to do that. But you don't know how to say no. So you're, you just spit out the same words over and over and over and hope that you don't have to talk about it anymore. If if you say that to me, you're not going to talk about it anymore because I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Um, I'm just going to, I don't even have to elaborate on this. Next thing. I told you the show I've been watching for the last 10 weeks. The only show I watch basically on cable television is the bachelorette. Look, I love it or hate it, I don't care. I think it's wildly entertaining. I love it. I mean, if you love just pure entertainment and just having the opportunity just just to say your opinions about people's lives, The Bachelorette is is the show for you. Or The Bachelor, you know, either one is fine. They're both very similar. Um and I love it. I mean, my sisters used to watch it growing up. I think I started watching it when I was like 10. And watched it through high school. Uh, Didn't watch it in college because cable was like the least of my concerns in college. Um, But started watching it again recently. Um, Watched the last two seasons. And two things. One, I want to be on it. Okay. And you guys know I've said it multiple times on here. And this is not by any means a dating show or a, a cry for help. But... I'm very single, very, and that's by choice. I mean, I haven't found anybody that I'm interested in, but um, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to dating. I am, you know, like I like women, you know, just like every other guy in the world uh, that is uh, heterosexual. So what I'm saying is I want to be on that show, not because I think it's a great way to find your fiance or to find the person you're going to be with, it's actually a very bad way to do that because the odds are so the statistics show that this show does not work which is also like counterintuitive as to why we watch it it's still just like so entertaining i think we just like to watch the rise and then the fall of the relationships that are formed this is like probably a pretty cynical way to look at it but i think i could win it i mean i've watched the i've watched the film you know when you're practicing for when you're preparing for a football game you got to watch film. You know, you got to prep. You got to do your homework. I've done it. I've watched it for years and years and years. I know the strategies. It's a game show. Like, to think that it's not is false. Do Is there a winner? Yes, there is. Does that winner have the potential of falling in love? Yes, that's, that's sort of your prize. 
there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's people are like so, especially on the show, or like there is no winner. You're finding love. You know, you shouldn't look at it like a game show. It's like, is that bad? The ultimate prize is finding your wife or your husband. Like, that doesn't make it less of a game show. It just means there's a really, really awesome and rewarding prize that you have the potential of getting. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. So if I do get on the show or they interview me and they hear about this podcast, like, hear me when I say it is a game show, but that doesn't make it less real. That doesn't make it less about the love that you're supposed to find. That, the odds of that are small. It hasn't worked out that much, but it's still like, that is the point of it. Um, but I just think I know the strategies of like how to interact with people on the show, meaning the other contestants. If you don't know the show, the one that I would be on would be there's a bachelorette, there's one woman, and there's 30 dudes that are like vying for her love by the end of the show. And then you like get cut every week, like smaller and smaller until there's one left. So you go on like group dates where it's like the, the one girl and like eight or 10 dudes, or you can get like one-on-one dates. You can get like smaller groups. It just depends on what she chooses for the week. So there's definitely a strategy. Like there's a strategy of how to interact with the other guys on the show to not create too much drama, to build friendships, but to also see that like you're all basically dating the same girl and trying to look better than your opponent. So you also have to like balance that. But you spend like a crazy amount of time with these dudes. So you have to get along with them. And then there's also ways of like showing how interested you are in the girl and how great you are as a person in like the five minutes that you get with her each week. Like you have to do your elevator pitch about yourself like every week until you get like one-on-one dates where you spend the whole day or you make it to the finals where there's like less dudes. So in these group dates, like you get like five or 10 minutes to like show her like how amazing you are. It's like, I feel like I could do that. I could, I just know that I have like the confidence and like the words and articulation to say what I needed to say. So I think I could win it. I think it'd be a fun challenge. I haven't found anybody yet that will tolerate me because I'm hard to love. And I know that. And so why not? Why not give it a shot in a non-traditional way? Like I'm up for it. Second thing is, you have to be nominated or nominate yourself to be on the show. And I'm challenging all the people that listen to this podcast to go on www.abc.com slash apply, I think is the link. I could be a little bit off about that. Anyway, just Google like apply to be on The Bachelor or apply to be on The Bachelorette. Nominate me. You know? I think it's kind of weird to nominate yourself. Like, I probably will, truthfully. Just because, like, why not throw more names in that? But it probably looks better coming from an outsider's perspective. Like, I'm going to talk well about myself. Like, anybody that knows me knows that I'm like, I love myself, as everybody should. But it just would be better coming from somebody else. So that's a challenge for you guys to help me out and nominate me for something that could be life-changing. So that's a shameless plug. I'm not mad about it. I just think that you guys should know that that is something that intrigues me. And that's all I'll say about it. If you have further questions, come find me. We can talk about it. It's not the most holy way to go about dating, but it's not inherently like unchristian or sinful or like bad character either. Like there is a way to go about it that could be less scummy. So, 
if you're thinking that, then like we could also have a conversation about that. I've had lot many conversations and thought a lot about it. So the last thing I'll talk about is something that happens every year. And there's like avid fans of this that like know it happens every year and know when it's happening. And then there's the casual people that like think that it's funny that it exists, but don't actually watch it or care about it. And then there's people that like are live under a rock and don't know that anything exists. And it's just like, well, you're the anomaly and you're going to continue living under your rock. So I hope it's nice and warm. Shark week is this week. Okay. I don't watch shark week. I don't know anything really about it. I know it's about sharks and I know they have like a bunch of research done on them and it happens all week. I mean, this is Wednesday night. You'll be listening to this on Thursday, probably like, well, the week's like almost over already. But I was listening to this guy today say that they've shown a bunch of footage and research and all the stuff about how there's been a lot of a shark. There's been a lot of shark attacks this year in 2019. And so people are like a little bit scared to go on the beach. And that, I don't even know how to express this in the right words, but that is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. I'm not discounting that there's been a lot of shark attacks this year. I mean, that's that's like all factual. You can look that up and it happens. But to think that we shouldn't go into the beach or go into the water at the beach for fear of them is one, I, like wrong. I'm going to go in the water. Okay. The odds are, are so, so, so small. So that like doesn't bother me at all. I I think I would see it. I think I would see the shark approaching and ride a wave in and be good. You know? In the same way that we probably shouldn't be going into the ocean, into their home. They can't come on land. So it's like a pretty easy transition back into the land. Okay, so that's one thing. Two, it's like, all right, don't go in there then. I mean, we know it's their home. Like, we we know. So if you get bit, it's like, well, you were intruding already. You signed up for that. So you should know what you're getting into. I don't think that sharks hang around in the shallow waters. Like, I haven't watched Shark Week. I don't know the, Shark Week, I don't know the signs behind it. But I just feel like they need deep water. I mean, they're freaking huge, for one. So they need, like, a lot of space to move around. Okay. And I, I'm going to tell you this. I haven't eaten any humans, but I'll, fish taste a lot better than humans. I think that's a fact. I think we can all agree on that. So they don't want to eat us. We don't, we're not enemies with sharks. Okay. We don't interact enough to be in, enemies with them. I just think that maybe somebody had on like a really appetizing bathing suit. And they, you know, the signs is they can smell things from like miles away. Or like sea stuff. I don't know. Somebody probably had on that degree deodorant that's supposed to last like 48 hours. And it smells really good. So maybe we should be questioning that. I just disagree totally that it's we're supposed to live in fear of these sharks because there's been an uptick in attacks this year. I mean, sooner or later, they're just going to put nets everywhere and just not let them swim in there which is also wrong 
it's not our ocean to begin with. And I'll say too, uh, New Jersey, I've been to the beach a ton this year. I probably went like eight weeks in a row. I love the beach. I do. I hate sand. If somebody creates a beach without sand, I'm all in. I'll invest my whole life savings into it and move there. Because that's genius. I can't stand sand. But I'm pay- you, pay- you have to pay to get on the beach in New Jersey. That don't make no sense. I'm already paying the highest taxes in the country, okay? Then I got to pay to get on a beach you didn't make? I'll give it to the church maybe because God made that beach. You didn't do it. Who owns it? Who am I paying? And then people will be like, well, you're paying to have the lifeguards there. It's like, I didn't ask for the lifeguard. I used to be a lifeguard. I'm a very strong swimmer. Is there a beach where the strong swimmers can go? Because I'll go to that one. I think it's a swim at your own risk. Put up a sign. Then the, all the liability is gone. So that don't make that makes no sense. You don't have to pay at Florida beaches. I've been going there my whole life. Never paid a single dime. I don't, I mean, that don't make sense at all to be paying the lifeguards. And look, I'm going to tell you this too, though. It's like $9 or something, which is like not a lot. I don't even care. I'm bitching about it now, but like, I'm not going to change it. You know, I'm not going to cry to my congressman or something. But the lifeguards, they do a wonderful job. I mean, they're fun to watch. They're like so good at it. I mean, they're on top of it. They all have the perfect whistle blow. They shine in the sun like an angel. They got perfect bodies. And it's not even females that I'm talking about. Most of them are male. Almost all of them. But they respond to things like so immediately. They got they got trucks. They got four-wheelers. And I'll say this. I was at the beach a couple of weeks ago. Some fisherman was like on the jetty, which is, for those people that don't know, a bunch of rocks that divide the beach up so that you can charge different rates, which is stupid, but you can stand on the rocks and fish. Okay. There was like pretty high tide coming in and the rocks got wet and he slipped and he busted his head. And so they responded quickly like a lifeguard should do and, and responded appropriately. It was handled well. I'm telling you, there was about six cop cars, like nice SUVs that pulled into the, the beach onto the sand. There was like two lifeguard trucks a couple four-wheelers, this one like gator-looking thing. It was like all in, like 15 vehicles for this dude that busted his head. And he walked off on his own power. He went to the hospital, but he was fine. And I'm like, you know what? I could pay less taxes if these dudes would, one, get rid of their car, way too nice. Two, why is there so many of them responding to this? You would have think the guy weighed 700 pounds and they couldn't lift him, or it was a whole army. Like the Revolutionary War was starting over and they needed an army. Unbelievable how many people responded to it. And then this one cop got stuck in the sand. He couldn't get his car. I had to go help him push it out. Like, you know what it would have solved that? Not coming out here, bro. We didn't need you. Somebody should have got on the radio and said, there's 15 of us here. The guy can't even breathe. There's so many people around here. Like, give me my $9 back. And send one of those dudes, not not one of them, 12 of them. Send 12 of them home. Let them go be with their families. All right. I'm a, I got heated there. You know how I get heated, especially when I'm by myself. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here. You know what? Let's play that song again. Um, I'm going to play it at the end. Thanks for listening, guys. 
Um, I, as always, I really enjoy this, uh, getting to do this. This is really fun for me. Um, again, this is the first of all podcasts. Uh, my name's McCarty. We record every week and we put out new episodes on Thursday, usually around noon time. So you'd be expecting that you can subscribe, you can like it. Um, we're on Google podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts. Um, I post it on my Facebook and my LinkedIn each week. So you can find it in a lot of places. Um, so we appreciate you guys just following along. Uh, we will see you guys again next week. Hopefully Nate will be back with us. Um, but that's it. That's all I got today. You guys have a good week.